Hello, and welcome to Out of Quarters. This is episode 7 of Bastion, and like it says on the tin, this one is a very special episode. Uh, first, though, before we get into any of that, I just wanted to thank the First Encounter pod once more. Uh, I've recommended them in the past. Their work is incredible. Uh, huge, huge fan of Chris and Hanny, uh, especially now that I've been talking to them and interacting with them, uh, you know, a bit more than just kind of being a listener, or just tossing out, you know, the old odd compliment or shout out here and there. They are super awesome. Um, but yeah, they are on just a brief hiatus right now. They're in between season one and two. Uh, season one was a fantastic Final Fantasy VII play. Uh, Hanny's first time through. Their second season which I think is starting September. Don't quote me on that. I believe so. Uh, that one, though, will be um, Chris's... Oh, yes, Chris's first time through Majora's Mask, which I am very excited about. I've always loved Majora's Mask quite a bit. I think it's probably my favorite Zelda game, but, uh, you know, my favorite podcast, uh, tackling my favorite Zelda games, always very exciting. Uh, but anyhow, to Bastion. Uh, I'm actually doing the recap this time. It's not going to be past Ryan. So last time we, uh, the monument was destroyed because uh, of Zulf. Not doing well. Uh, we had to get fragments, uh, these, these kind of shards of the core's powers now to power it all. Uh, the first one we went for, we had to do a horrible, awful drug trip that caused a lot of psychic damage for me. It was incredibly well done, but just ouch, oof, ow, owie. Uh, so that was a good time. We got our first shard uh, for the monument. Then went for a second one, which involved dealing with an ankle gator, uh, which is one hell of a land shark. But we squeezed out the victory there. Uh, probably did a couple Proving Grounds. We do a couple every episode. Ugh, I know, I know. Um, but yeah, that that's pretty much my recap for Bastion. I, I think, you know, if if you're this far in, you you know what we've all been through up to this point. Uh, then apart from that, uh, there was just something Ryan really wanted to talk about. Um, and yeah, just... Past Ryan completely took the reins on that one. Uh, did not want to have to wait for future Ryan to find the words for whatever reason. Uh, despite future Ryan having the power of uh, utilizing a script and uh, having infinite time to figure out words instead of improvising. However, you know, maybe some things are better to just go off the cuff. And with that in mind, yeah, I'm going to pass it off to her. Rex is going to intercept real quick, but then it'll end up with Ryan. Queen Anne's reign is over. We even got a crown jewel. All right, uh, back to the Bastion. Uh, right, there was a mailbox last time. That's intriguing. Um, also, oh, I don't even know where to start. Um... I really wanted to talk about a thing, but like, <laughs> I don't want to just leave it for intro, Ryan. I really wanted to get into it, but where where do I start? Um, I guess just like the blunt up front. I don't know. I, I so I'm out, I guess, in, in pretty much all my 
social spaces with family and friends and uh, pretty much all my discords except like one or two. Uh, I was gonna say everywhere but at work. However, uh, today I just, I don't know, kind of on a whim came out to one of my co-workers. Um, so I guess what I'm beating around the bush of is uh, I've been transitioning. Um, so Brett, uh, I'm also just sorry, aimlessly walking around. I, I, what's really funny is uh, when I talk, like in person, I, I often have to pace when I'm talking, and so I'm like somewhat mimicking that in the game with the, uh, the kid here in the bastion. Um, but yeah, uh, so uh, Brett of Skeleton House is my brother, and you know he sort of helped introduce. Helped introduce his weird. He absolutely introduced my, you know, my, my, my show, my podcast here. And, um, you know, very, uh, my whole family, everybody I know has been really awesome about this. Uh, but at the time, I was still just kind of using, like, they them terms. It's a whole thing. I don't know if I should want to, like, go into, I don't know. There's a lot of thought process, like, there's things you gotta work through, it's it's a process, basically. So at the time, I just didn't fully feel ready to, um, start using, like, she, her. I'm at that point now, but I wasn't when I started this show. Um, and so, despite still being fairly new to Brett, uh, he was really good at just, you know, just using neutral terms at the time. Um, and, you know, introduced me just as, uh his sibling. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was kind of cool. Um, I'm actually glad it just, it, it feels like, I guess, just everybody in the community either just picked up on that intrinsically, or maybe just because since they just weren't certain exactly what I was using anyways, just kept it kind of neutral. Um, and yeah, that's been cool, and I guess I really appreciate that you know, uh, I, I had been, I guess, being treated in that way, you know, nothing is being assumed or whatever, uh, without me having to say anything, because, like, I still am struggling a bit, I'm trying to be more honest, uh, honest and open about things, but it's, um, uh, I don't know, it's kind of new and scary, I've, I've largely been a private person for most of my life, um, but every time I've kind of been open and honest about this, I've just been met with just incredible amounts of support, and I, like, last week kind of got that, it's, I'm still, if I could bottle that feeling, I'd be set for life. I got, like, that first kind of message of, because I've been making an attempt to be more open in a lot of spaces, like, I've been kind of uh, out, so to speak, in, in some of, you know, the like, closest circles I'm in. Um, and in, in, in one of those discords, I got that, that, that dream message of just somebody telling me that seeing me be so open about this stuff really helped them. God, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to start this episode with this, like, well, no, I did. I actually, I knew I wanted to start this episode talking about this. Um, but it's starting to feel very, like, after-school special. I know my show, for the most part, has been kind of, like, nice, chill vibes. Last episode... Maybe less so. Last episode was just stressful and funky. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, 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 it's not like I'd been, I guess, attempting for a wholesome angle. Uh, especially, 
I mean, the next game I'm planning on playing is, is <laughs> I think, a darker, much more violent one. Uh, so I, I don't know if this tone is going to carry through. I feel like a large part is because Bastion is just such a, you know, a pretty colorful, nice game. Uh, when it's not, you know, giving me bad trips and stuff. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's I, I don't know what else to get into. Just, like, it's been really awesome. But I guess this is my official, hey, you know, just so you know, I've, I'm now pretty much using she, her in every space. And that's cool. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, thanks in advance. I'm sure you're all going to be just very cool and very supportive about this. Okay, uh, so... I am leaving this time the recap for past Ryan. Wait, no, future Ryan. I'm past Ryan. God damn. Oh, I guess, okay, I should. The first question I always get every time, every space that I have, you know, mentioned, hey, you know, I'm using she, her now. Uh, every single space I've mentioned it, the first, well, the first response is always really positive, supportive. But then immediately the next response is, uh... Do you want to use a different name or like something akin to that or like, oh, are you still using Ryan? Stuff like that. And yeah, I mean, as of right now, absolutely. Um, I say as of right now, but that's just because it's like, in this moment, I feel 100% confident and I just, you know, know maybe that'll change at some point. But like, I am incredibly attached to my name and I've never felt any of that... Uh, name-based dysphoria that I think is fairly common, or at least from what you hear. I don't know, maybe it feels common just because people that maybe don't feel it just don't mention it, hard to say. Um, but, I don't know, point is, I'm just very... I feel like my, my name suits me very well. Um, and if... I mean, honestly, like, I only started this show a month, month and a bit ago. I guess a month and a half? Maybe about two months, judging by this being the seventh episode. Um, if I did not want to use Ryan, uh, I absolutely would not have kind of built it into the show's framework and as part of the show's, like, I don't know, air quotes, like, branding. Branding feels weird to say. Uh, you know, it's not like any part of this is monetized or marketed yet. Who knows? Uh, at some point there will be a Patreon, probably. Um, I just need more ideas and what to potentially put into it. Um, anyhow, wow, okay, I'm rambling super hard. I knew I wanted to talk about this. I knew it would be rambling because that's how I am, but, um, yeah, I guess just, hey, that's my heads up. That's what I'm using now pretty much everywhere. Not like 100% at work, but the fact that I've told one person, I'm just kind of assuming, like, I don't know. It'll, that's kind of my, my last hurdle, uh. I don't know, work is the scary place, because it's like... Kind of everywhere else in my life, I knew people would be really cool and really awesome about this, but it's just like... There, I'm sure at the very least most of them would be, but it's like... If someone isn't, that'll suck, because I, I need money, and so I have to continue working. And so, I, I guess that's my, my... My one fear spot with it, is that if there is any, like, friction or contention or anything there, it's like... Uh, <laughs> I don't know, it'll be, like, unavoidable, and I'm not great with conflict, um, I'm incredible with video game conflict, uh, I've been told actually I've been doing quite well in Bastion, but I'm awful, 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 awful in real-life conflict, um, so, yeah, I don't know, but apart from that, hey, this is my just, I am out now, here's what I'm using, I'm still Ryan, though, uh, and, 
yeah, I don't know. It's it's been good. Feel feel free to uh I don't know, talk about stuff with me or ask me questions and stuff. Not that I by the way, I'm not an expert whatsoever. Um I like I mentioned I'm an intensely private person, so this for the most part has been a fairly private journey for me and I am not well versed in a lot of the larger concepts. Uh, I've never really been well spoken when it comes to things beyond myself. I'd argue I am not well spoken for things within myself either, but um, I think the point I'm getting at is I know what my feelings and my journey has been like, but I am not an expert whatsoever in the whole broad uh, broad stroke pictures, I guess, if that makes sense. But that being said, um, I don't know, like, if, if, I, I don't even know what I'm getting at. I, I totally lost the script here. Um, cool. Okay, well, anyhow, back to where we're at. We're in the bathroom, we've got a couple shards. I'm going to talk to Squirt. I love Squirt. I feel like I really need to tie off, though. It feels weird to just go from that and have no conclusive ending and then just go straight back to the game. Um... I don't know. I... I... <laughs> this is the worst. Maybe I should have left this for Future Ryan. Future Ryan had an out. Future Ryan could have just said... Alright, fascinating to pass right now. Here's the episode starts. But I, I reversed it on myself. I've made... Future Ryan, pass it to me. That was foolishness. Um. Ah, uh, okay. This is fine. I'm just going to... No, but like... I'm... I feel like I need a nice, conclusive bow wrapped on this. How do I find that? How do I find it? Rux, tell me. Oh, I can ask Rux about the ankle gator egg. Maybe that's, you know what, this, this episode is going to be, I backed out my conversation with Rex. This episode is going to be the journey in me trying to find a neat bow to put on <laughs> this rambling about, you know, uh, me, me and that good old gender struggle. Um, Alright Rex, ankle gator egg. Ask about the massive egg from Rothus Lagoon. Ever seen anything like this before? They said Queen Anne was just a folktale. Now there's living proof she ain't. Oh. Unfortunately, she has a memory now, though. Uh, we, uh... We wiped her out good. Alright, uh, gonna talk to Zia? Also about the ankle gator egg. Ask Zia about the massive egg from Rothus Lagoon. Do you think an ankle gator could be tamed? That gator's a crazy gal. So is the gal who promised to look after her. What? After talking to Zia... Uh, <laughs> um, one of those ankle gator nose horns poked out from the ground, bottom right of the monument, Squirtus top left of the monument, and we can interact with it. Oh, I whistled. Initially it said ankle gator, I whistled. Now it says come, explanation mark. Exclamation mark. Blech. Oh, oh, oh. So I can only see that nose horn, but it's following me around the bastion, and I have a prompt to tell it to stay. I'm gonna get it to come hang out over here with Squirt. Alright, come here. 
Oh, brilliant, 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 brilliant. What an incredible game. I talked to Squirt. They're pals now. They're hanging out. Okay. Uh, the mailbox is new and exciting, too. We're gonna look at that. Still no mail. Go figure. Oh. Okay. Alright, now a couple of these... At least one or two of these buildings had the good old... Yeah, the exclamation mark coming something new. The arsenal. What did I... Did I get some... Oh, Brusher's Pike, of course, the pike. Brusher's Pike, thrusting melee weapon. Powerful medium-range weapon can also be thrown. Fearless Ceylondian huntsmen use the business ends of these beauties to probe the capabilities of the floor and fauna lurking beyond the walls. You're a bad pike, but you're no scrap musket. We've equipped the musket once more. Uh, we had Sneaky Decoy equipped from our adventures with the Anglicators, but I'm going to... I remember last time I tried a Dual Decider, which was just a single shot from Dueling Pistols, but I was missing, I think, Scrap Salvo? No, it wasn't Scrap Salvo, it was Final Warning, which is the musket skill where you shoot it straight into the air and it just kind of rains down. Uh, so we swap back to that one. Now, I think the... Forge... Yeah, the forge has an estimation mark, probably because we can upgrade the pike with something pointy. Yes, an upgrade material for the brusher's pike. A strip of knife bark aged to perfection, feared and respected by blacksmiths and woodcutters. So we can get plus 15% critical hit chance from the reinforced shaft, a sturdy length of zolwood that provides superior striking capability, or the hollowed shaft. Plus 50% faster throw reload. Ah, oh, that's kind of cool. A light, pliable length of Zolwood, perfectly balanced for throwing. However, I'm not using this weapon anymore, so... Gonna back out on that one. Uh, just looking at the other weapons I've got, but... I think we're gonna go for... I do have one more something greasy. We were waiting on the pistol, because I didn't have enough fragments at the time. And it was high-caliber chambers that gave us... Plus 25% damage I was waiting on. Heavy duty bullet chambers made for use against larger targets, but no less useful against smaller ones. He's made a right comfortable bed for all those bullets. Excellent, so we've got that one now. Okay. Well. Oh, I gotta use my shard at the monument still. So. Okay, I'm gonna do that. All that trouble for a single shard. But you know what? It was worth it. Oh, right! I totally forgot we can upgrade. Oh, and if I upgrade the forge, we can get further weapon upgrades. However, there's no point to that, from memory, because we don't actually have the materials yet. Ah, shrine was new idol, so that's absolutely useless to us. Memorial, more of those challenges, that didn't really... We're gonna go for the lost and found. We need an awful big lost and found under the circumstances. <laughs> Alright, so immediately there's quite a bit in here. We have Pike Vault, a brusher's pike skill, a dexterous trick with which the wielder leaped into the sky to crash down on unsuspecting foes. The brushers adapted this maneuver from great war stories passed down from older generations. We're not using the pike, but it sounds cool. It's like a... oh, it sounds kind of like a... Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just the, the dragoon move. I love dragoons. Alright, something pointy is now available. That's the upgrade of brusher's pike. Something fancy is available. An upgrade material for a certain weapon, a clockwork organizer, once used for work and recreation. The springs and sprockets could be put to better use. And then something greasy, upgrade material for the dueling pistols. 
uh, let's see, something foul, which is upgrade material for a certain weapon, a rag smothered in cauldrons of ash, highly volatile. The rank smelling fuel lasts long and burns clean. And then something wrong, which I think we read one before. It's very exciting. An upgrade material for a certain weapon, a flake of unusual rock, unseen prior to the calamity. It writhes at the slightest touch. It feels like bone, only heavier. That's intriguing. Oh, okay. A new spirit. Bull brandy. Ooh, plus 15% damage resistance. Viscous beverage brewed as an offering to pith. Known for promoting longevity and resistance to pain. That's pretty good. If we get another slot, I think that'll be worth it. Because, you know, we're very protective in our, our picks. Uh, Graver Gimlet is another spirit now available. Plus 5% chance to turn zealous after defeating a foe. Well, zealous gained plus 200% damage for 3 seconds. Okay, so 1 in 20 to get, like, super crit mount for 3 seconds. That's interesting, although we won't be taking it. Photosensitive beverage with a mild, chalky flavor brewed underground. Potent effects come and go unpredictably. Another new spirit in Leechade. Gains some health by striking foes. Ooh. Side effect. Minus 66% health tonic potency. Intense sour flavor known for its invigorating effects. Bitter taste lingers for hours. No. Really not worth it, I don't feel. And we have another spirit, Mender Mead, gains some health by counterblocking with the bullhead shield. Filled with herbs and vitamins that promote wellness. Fragrant herbal bouquet. That's pretty cool, although still not for us. I'm gonna scroll further down. That was it. Okay, um, we're gonna grab something greasy for now, which is the upgrade material for the, uh, dual... Yeah. The dueling pistols. Although I don't have the fragments for the next dueling pistol upgrade, we're still gonna look at what what we can get. Oh, whoops. <laughs> I had a something greasy already, so actually I'm at two something greasies now, so I should upgrade my um, my forge next, so I can at least see what the next one is. But for our next tier, there's wild powder. Bolts ricochet on contact, an experimental propellant that somehow causes bullets to bounce from target to target. That's pretty cool, I like that. Ah, cauldron powder. One, plus one target penetrations per shot. Controversial propellant that produces so much force it causes bullets to cut straight through targets. Ricochet is kind of the cooler than Pierce to me. We're gonna aim for that one. All right. Uh, so since we powered up, we're gonna head for the Skyway. The next shard should be farther out there in the wild. Uh, of course, we have the proving ground for the Pike, and we're gonna go to it because I feel like I should. Camp Dauncey. The secretive brushers explored the finer points of polearm combat in this training arena. Over there is Camp Dauncey, where the brushers steal themselves for secret missions. The brushers' pike is excellent reach and can be thrown in the off chance that reach is insufficient. To prepare for the wilds, Ceylonia's brushers practice at Camp Dauncey. Had to navigate a maze of pincushions with nothing but a pike. Hmm, okay. It's a very lush, overgrown thing. Our target says activate all six switches quickly. Uh, there's a bunch of those pin cushions or these round things that just continuously spew spikes in a specific direction. And so it seems like we it's have a to... dangerous test for a dangerous job. Yeah, we have to cleverly... Oh, gosh. This is a timed one. We gotta, like, throw the pike, it seems. Alright. Oh, I see. If you're very smart, you probably don't have to destroy all of these. The way they're spewing is they're, like blocking the majority of paths here. 
Elf tonics were off limits at Camp Dunsey. They uh, said they made you weak. I'm certain I'm not gonna do this in a very quick manner. I'm only at like two so far. Wow, wow, wow. It's also really easy to accidentally just like step into the line of fire. Ow! Yeah, and I don't. I'm not allowed to heal. Past Ryan does her best to navigate, but it's slow. <laughs> And if you throw it, there's a very long wait time to throw again. It's a little annoying. I'm at a minute and I've only hit half of the switches, so... You know, doing not great, I have to assume. I knew I wouldn't, but still, somewhat disappointing. This is one of the proving grounds I really just don't feel. The rules said he couldn't use any fancy footwork. Just your brains and your bike. Yeah, I'm assuming you can't really, like, dodge through. Um, the, at the rate of fire, these things spew, even if I have iframes, which I think I do? Uh, iframes being invincibility frames. Oh, I found the camp with the treasures, but I'm missing... Oh, one of the switches is here. Okay. Oh, no, that's the restart button. That's not a... That's not a success switch. The camp had a bunch of cute little buildings in the tent. Oh, there we go. I backtracked, though. Back to the wilds portion. And I found the switch. Kind of. It was coated in... Ow! Oh. I didn't want to destroy the rest of the thing, so I just kind of... I thought I could sneak up to the button and hit it. I could not. Uh, next prize, under 90 seconds. We did this in 110... Well, 111 seconds, so... We took something pointy. There's also the fang repeater material and a skill, but we're we're fine. We're not doing this again. Like the majority of proving grounds, we did it. You to can say see we why did the it. brushers prize those pikes of theirs. But I did not enjoy it, and we're not going to do it again. Uh, but we are going to head back to the skyway. So the next shard is detected at Point Lemaine. It's somewhere inside the city's largest outpost in the wild unknown. Point Lemaine's Grand Rail once brought the riches of the wild right to our doorstep. The picture of this one has some trees, a fallen log, but then also one of those uh, rail tracks again, like the mine, mine rail tracks. Oh, the Earl lived underground for centuries in a vast subterranean network known as the Tazal Terminals. Wow, you're just giving me lore on oh, the- Oh, how Ceylandia became the richest city in the world. Two words. Point Lemaine. So the Ura lived underground. Very interesting. I didn't expect that. If the wilds could ever be tamed, it was gonna happen right here. Alright, so we kind of landed on some rail tracks, which we proceeded down, then a bunch of birds showed up and spewed feathers at us, which is a but now, Oh the greatest outpost past the city line is nothing but a freak show. There was some of those floating weird spiky eyeball dudes as well again. The army's triggers once had the place on lockdown. Oh, a new gun. The Army Carbine. There's an Ashen figure here, one of the marshals who we are going to. Uh, let me check my weapons. One of these was a marshal's weapon. Oh, no, how do I... Oh, I think it was... I think... I think it was the musket, not the dueling pistol. So I'm going to blast him with the musket. I think it's what he would have wanted. Maybe? Oh, I don't know. That felt not good. Maybe I should have picked up the carbine and done it. Kid might as well pick up where they left off. Oh. 
the carbine... Oh my god, a bunch of plants are spawning in. The carbine replaced my dueling pistols, so I've got musket in the carbine. It's like a long rifle weapon that looks bolt action actually when I fire it. That's cool. Bolt actions are really cool. Uh, I'm having a slight issue. My aim is terrible with this. Uh, probably. seem better days for sure, but it ain't done. Oh, more of. I keep walking to a poison fog, which is never good. But yeah, more of those plants that just you are spawning, and I cannot land shots with this carbine. Oh, that's why. Okay, the carbine has a mechanic Old similar. Okay, we hit the some. Grand rail oh, the main. Not only is it still there, it still works. We're on a rail now. The camera's moving towards us, just spices. Oh, those spiky eyeballs. It's weird. There's a rope underneath. Stay clear of the trouble on the okay, I'm gonna do that thing where I pause to explain stuff because he will not stop talking. The carbine is really interesting, is what I was initially going to say. It has a mechanic similar to the bow where I have to hold it down to fire. However, with the bow, it is to pull it back to draw power. With the carbine, it's actually that if you just tap it, which is what I had been doing, which is why I continuously, continuously, continuously missed. The actual aim reticule on it is not quite 180 degrees. But, to hazard a guess, I don't have a protractor, 150 degrees, something akin to that. And you actually have to hold the button down, and as you do, the left and right portion of this reticule hone in to make a, a, a perfect, straightforward line, you and your target. And there's also that power shot mechanic where if you release the fire, as soon as it hits that, it does increase damage. So, that was the issue with the carbine, now I know. Kind of cool, kind of a cool weapon. Uh, I think it actually pairs with the musket really well, so this, I don't know, if, if, if I get used to the feel of it across this level, I might use it in place of the dueling pistols, which I just bought enough grim material for. Um, so, you know, joke's on me. Uh, also, I uh, tonight I am drinking. I gotta stop drinking during recordings, but I just have a Slurpee. It's from Classical 7-Eleven. I'm gonna take a sip of that real quick. Hey, just future Ryan checking in. Make sure you're keeping yourself hydrated, preferably with water. Alright, it's very cold, very refreshing. It's not as warm as it has been, but it's still quite warm. Anyhow, so that was the carbine. The next thing I wanted to say is I started walking along these tracks, and then the camera just started to move akin to like, you know those Mario levels that auto-scroll? I'm just gonna assume you do. Kind of like that, which is interesting because this was actually a straight line forward with... I don't want to say no risk to fall off because I'm sure I'll find a way, but what seems to be it would be hard to fall off. Um, there were some of these green spiky things on the ground that I didn't realize were just inert versions of that green floating eyeball monster. They got up, kind of ganged up on me. But, uh, so underneath this track, it, it's, so it is a, like, a rail, like a minecart rail on top of these planks of wood. But underneath it, there's these two large ropes that are kind of, like, moving. And so, it's very intriguing, this setup. I don't fully understand it. It almost seems like this mine track is getting, like, pulled forward by these ropes which is just a very bizarre setup anyhow as we're moving along we're getting attacked by things on the tracks but then there's also little side platforms full of plants that love to open up and attack us because uh the wilds hate us okay i'm unpausing now all right i've defeated the plant to the side i've defeated the eyeball monsters behind me okay all i needed was to pause to oh there's a pokey now coming one of those like cactus boys 
Oh, the carbine is incredibly powerful as well. Wow. Oh, and rails all grown over with things of calamity chewed up and spat out. Things eager to take back the turf. The timing on the power shot is actually quite generous as well. So I'm not really talking because there's more plants are showing up and I'm shooting them. We're still progressing along the track here. Uh, I'm trying to get used to the timing on the carbine. I'm gonna sip a heal as well. We do have five of those. Well, four now, but you know how it is. Oh, we hit the end. There's a minecart here. Oh, I destroyed it. Ah! Uh, I forgot my block button for a second, and there's one of those things that just spews spikes. So that was slightly deadly. Oh. A lunkhead like jumped at me from off screen and felt a bit rude. I managed to musket push it off the edge again, which is my favorite way to deal with them. Found some healing items behind where the lunkhead was too, which is rather nice. We're progressing along the track now. There's no longer the mine cart like portion. Yeah, these wallflowers just. They're similar to a plant before that would close itself up and open up to just shoot things at us. However, uh, this one, it's it lobs projectiles instead of it being like a point-to-point -point projectile. Um, yeah, so the path we're on, it's still those like wooden slats. However, there's no longer that mine track across the whole thing. Uh, found a health tonic. Oh, at the end of the path with a health tonic, a plant spawned in behind us. However, it died to one shot of the army carbine. I'm quite liking this rifle. They attack me with frog monster and big bird all at the same time. Bird is defeated. Oh, I cannot hit. There we go. Frog is defeated. I didn't even push that one off the edge. I just shot it proper. It keeps being these like offshoots little like paths of this strange metal material and I keep finding like healing items and black comics and stuff. But now it's split open like a rotten pineapple. But every time I go down one of those paths, I get attacked by more plants, so it's like... I'm, I'm getting more than I'm losing, but there's definitely a... Grand rails much more fighting in bygone times. I give and take to it. Near on 50 years ago, first shots fired in the Ura-Ceylandian War. Oh. Ura-Ceylandian War about 50 years ago. That's an interesting piece of lore. We're at the end of the path we're on. We also found an arsenal, but I like these weapons. I'm gonna keep them. All right, we're kind of hitting mine tracks again, and oh, Bert, I, I suddenly paused. Oh, a pokey! I forgot the screams are not a siren. The screams are the pokies, and then they lock you in place, and it's a bad time. It was right here that Zolf's Ura forefathers decided to mix it up. Hmm. So, okay, theory. Okay, obviously, like, I I can't imagine Zolf is like, well, I was going to say, I can't imagine Zolf is justified in his actions. However, can't imagine is maybe strong. I definitely can imagine, perhaps, I don't know the details. I do know, though, we have a narrator who we have met, who is a physical person that exists within our story. Um, I've always been kind of a fan of the idea of unreliable narrators. I've kind of just paused on some mind tracks, by the way. That's just where I'm at. I'm, I've always been kind of a fan of unreliable narrators. I think it's it's really interesting thing, you know. And, and it's often done, say, in a lot of, like, um, uh, you know, books that have, like, a first-person perspective, like, a, or, or written in the first-person, things like that. Um, there's definitely things that aren't first-person that, 
use unreliable narrators as well. Um, but anyhow, keeping the idea of an unreliable narrator in your head, I think if the narrator is just somebody who you meet, it is fairly likely that they have a biased view of events. And so the things that Rux tells me about the Ura-Salandian War, I think I'm going to take with a grain of salt. I'm, I'm not going to be taking... I, I'm assuming I'm going to be getting some of that good good today. I'm going to be getting quite a bit of lore. I'm, I'm going to take it with some salt, though. I'm not going to take him as his word. I'm going to take it as Ruck's interpretations and memories of events. But I'm, I'm not convinced that what the game tells us off the bat... I'm not convinced that the first things they tell us about these events are going to be the truth. Okay, so maybe we didn't get their sign off on the whole Grand Rail thing. <laughs> that was bad. Okay, now I feel foolish for having gone off on a whole thing, because if I just walked forward, I would have heard that, where he basically admits that he has a biased view on things. Okay, I feel silly now. I should have known. I keep getting attacked by... Right, because they lived underground. What's curious is, from memory, like, the squirts and gas fells in them also came from underground. Mm. I, I found the shard. There's a couple birds I'm dealing with. I wonder... I wonder. I can't remember if if there was mention of Squirts and Gas fellas having been in Salandia before the Calamity. Because if it's only post-Calamity, I can't help but wonder if perhaps they might be corrupted forms of the Ura people? Which would make everything even worse and more depressing. Um, and it's already kind of bleak, all in all. I don't know, though. I, I could be misremembering. Perhaps they were here pre-Calamity. Um, and, you know, perhaps they aren't the Ura people. However, the fact that the Ura people were... Hmm. Again, I don't know what the surface world looks like, but the fact that, at the very least, Salandia is now just floating shards of land. If... If that wasn't localized to just Slandi, if that was, like, the world in general here, I'm assuming if you were living under the ground, it was much, much worse. Um, anyhow, we're gonna grab the shard. Speculating is fun. Clearly, you can tell that I really enjoy it. However, if we press on, we'll actually get answers. So, I'm grabbing the shard. Well, the rail won't last much longer now that the kid took the shard. Alright, we're on the- It's still got one good run and yeah, we're on the rail again. The camera is auto. I like these sections, but I do feel like he has so much dialogue. Like, so much. I was gonna say. It's... Oh my god, this is exactly what I'm talking about. I'm just trying to say it's auto-scrolling again. Every time I open my mouth. 
we continue down this path, kind of getting attacked by a little bit of everything. Uh, birds, those eyeball monsters, plants, everything except for like the classic gas fellas, squirts, windbags, all them. It's been a little bit, it's interesting. I'm figuring out this carbine pretty well. Oh, I found something fancy. Something fancy is an upgrade material for the army carbine. We, we read that one before in the Lost Pound. Oh, there's a very large plant that's blocking my way. Actually, we defeated it. It dropped a black tonic, so I launched a black tonic, but I was messed up by the poison I walked through. At last, it's the end of the line. He'll be picking swamp weed out of those boots for days. All right. Oh, it's not the end of the level. Just a bunch of plants that like to spew things. Yeah, the carbine's a bit tough when you're being overwhelmed. Uh, we healed again because we were below half HP. Uh, I think I'm getting a bit careless, honestly. Uh, I gotta, I gotta keep an eye on that. Um, the carbine, though, I really like it. But if you're close to enemies or fighting multiple enemies, the fact that you kind of basically have to charge it. I know that it's not technically a charge; it's you're honing the aim. But like, it's a charge, pretty much. The fact you have to charge it leaves you very vulnerable. Alright, so we're, we've hit the end of that stone path. We're hitting an overgrown, dense, lush section with these large draping trees. There's very strange looking mushrooms. There's a small pond with some of those beautiful lily-like flowers. Uh, boss fight. It's... At first he thinks it's Zulf. What? What the? Turns out he's wrong. Okay, maybe it's not a boss fight. There's a figure standing with their back to us, wearing one of those skirts or robes. This one is blue and yellow. Um, mostly blue, but it's got these yellow strips running down, uh, very reminiscent of, like, sunbeams. They have a, like, a brown backpack on their back, and dark hair kind of tied back in a ponytail. I think there might be flowers in it. Oh, they also have a shovel tucked in their pack. We're going to talk to them. Survivor. Okay, we're going to talk to the survivor. This is for you says the man, then wham. The kid is lying on the ground in that same clearing. When the kid comes to, the man's long gone, but something else is there. It's a sealed note. Wow, this is intriguing. This is not what I was expecting. It's an envelope with a red wax seal on it. We're going to grab this. The only words Kid recognizes on that parchment are for Zia. Oh, perhaps it's her father. Oh. Oh no, okay. Sealed note. A memento. A letter addressed to Zia. It appears to be written by Zulf, who must have found another Ur survivor to deliver the message. Maybe Zulf taught Zia enough of their la native language to be able to read this. Oh man. Well, what's a kid to do? A new path has now formed, leading us to a skyway, and we're going to return. He took the shard, he took the hit, and he took that note. The Earl wants to use mighty battering rams in an attempt to smash the rippling walls. That note cuts straight to the heart of things, don't it? Oh my god, okay, we, we can't stop here. Absolutely not, we have to... I cannot stop on this cliffhanger. Uh, I know it's addressed to Zia, but... No, we... It's addressed to Zia. I was going to talk to Rux first, but, like, we're going to talk to Zia. I, it just feels incredibly rude not to. Oh, I forgot I... 
When did I grab this? Okay. Uh, I have a ceramic stock pot? Let me check my mementos. I don't remember grabbing this. If somebody remembers, like, not that it really matters, but I guess just, like, <laughs> remind me. Uh, Maybe I didn't mention, though. You might not know if I just didn't mention. Um, anyway, ceramic stockpot. A memento. A piece of cookware so durable it withstood the calamity. Ever since the entire city was destroyed, decent cookware has been rather difficult to find. So now, ceramic stockpot. Ask Zia about her ceramic stockpot. What did you do for food back when you were living on Prosper Bluff? Finding gourmet ingredients ain't easy these days, but we'll take what we can get. Hmm, okay. Now, ask Zia about the note left by the Ura messenger at Point Lemaine. Can you read this? It's addressed to you. The note says it plain. Zia, go east to learn the truth about the calamity and our people. I'll be waiting. Sincerely, Zulf. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, Rux. Sealed note. Ask about the note left by the Ur messenger at Point Lemain. It's meant for Zia. Isn't this Zolf's handwriting? Zolf's messenger was one of his people. Wonder just how many of them survived. And what exactly Zolf told him. <sighs> okay. We're gonna put the... It ain't too late to unlock the potential of this place. We put the shard into the monument. We're going to upgrade... Um, for now, actually, we're going to upgrade the arsenal. The true arsenal. The arsenal's complete, in case we need protection. So, that unlocked the trapper snare ability. We're also going to read the army carbine notes. Army carbine, high power ranged weapon. High damage output, but heavy recoil. Variable accuracy. Yeah, I found that one out. The standard issue bolt action rifle of the Salandian armed forces also known as the weapon that conquered the continent. Game, why do you have to make me like the weapons that feel really questionable? So we also have Trapper Snare, a secret skill, a sophisticated snaring kit that instantly springs open to immobilize foes in the user's vicinity. Trappers relied on this for hunts that didn't go as planned. We're gonna equip it because, you know, it's new, it's exciting. No more fooling around. Time to roll out the big guns and get this over with. Yeah, we're rocking two guns currently. So at the forge now, we do have one something fancy. Upgrade material for the army carbine. Oh, power tuning. Bullets cause knockback. Elite military modifications designed to improve stopping power. I don't know if I actually need that. Speed tuning. Plus 30% speed while aiming. Tactical modifications designed to enhance handling mobility. I'm not certain if this means I can move while I aim or if this just means it aims quicker. I'm going to absolutely take that one. That's the way to make every shot count. Either way, like, regardless of which of the two effects, like, that's just seems incredibly useful. Now, I do quite like it, so I'm gonna head to the Lost and Found. Oh, Breaching Bullet, Army Carbine Skill. A special bullet that lodges inside the target and explodes shortly after. Some frowned on this device, but no one denied its effectiveness. Uh... We might get that next time, but since we just got the trapper snare, we're going to use it. Oh, also, I can't afford... I'm just triple-checking this. Yeah, that's the only new thing. I can't afford something fancy for the army carbine, but then I would not be able to upgrade it because I don't have enough fragments, so instead I'm actually just going to hold on to my fragments for now. We're heading back to the Skyway. Shards are getting harder to find. Oh, of course. 
There's another proving ground, of course there is, because like we just got a new weapon. I should have known. I'm a fool, I'm a fool, I'm a fool. Trigger Hill. The Salonian Army Elite visited this place for training and competition. That's Trigger Hill, where the army's elite became the finest marksman in the land. Okay. Um Oh, it even says holy attack button right here. Salonia's army only took the best, and the best of them trained on Trigger Hill. The load screen thing was like... The triggers believed they were nothing without their rifles. Ah, Rux, I swear. I love the narrator. And it would be awesome, actually, if I wasn't doing a podcast. I mean, it's awesome because I'm doing a podcast and he helps a lot. But it's like, because I'm doing a podcast, I'm trying to talk and he talks, like, a lot. And I feel like if I was just playing this game naturally, there'd be less frustration with how often he speaks. Anyhow, all I was going to say is, the load screen tip mentioned holding it to increase accuracy. However, interestingly, it also said, or just tap to shoot from the hip. So, like, maybe those hip shots do just land sometimes. I guess it's just completely randomized. We're going to grab the armor carbine. We're kind of in another swampy clearing. All the last proving guys have been very similar. Nothing beats the feel of shooting a Ceylonian army carbine. Alright, there's just targets. And we're just locking on. Sometimes you have to take them. care to steady your shot. The triggers had clearance to modify their guns however they chose. Some felt the course was too easy, so the triggers spiced things up a bit. So after just defeating some targets, uh, some turrets dropped by, and they are hitting me. And yeah, so the upgrade I got, it was move speed while charging. Bad, but the triggers oh. were better. So I got, I, I beat it in 36 seconds, so I got actually first and second prize. Oh, the next prize is under 35 seconds, and we did this in 36. Okay, so I unlocked something fancy and something coarse, which is both for the musket and for the army carbine. One second, I mean, like, it was one second. I'm gonna see if I can afford the next upgrade. His ears must be ringing after all that shooting. Okay, I know I said we would only do it once, but one second, you know. Oh, 400! I can't afford the next one. Ooh, okay. So, Cavalry Barrel is plus 35% damage. A heavy alloy barrel offering superior muzzle velocity, ideal for use against sturdy targets. Or, Marksman Barrel, plus 50% aiming speed. A light yet sturdy barrel built to enhance the user's ability to quickly line up a target. So, 35% damage is quite good. However, 50% aim speed... We'll be able to put shots out quicker, which is both better for this challenge, but I think I actually would want that over just the damage of a single shot being higher. Even the army never issued carbines in such fine shape. Alright, and that should allow me to shave off that final second here. Um, Trigger Hill, yeah, we're heading right back. Heading, heading right back in there. Um, if you I quite like this weapon. The, of the firearm, then the place to go is Trigger Hill. I think when it's aiming faster, it's going to feel even better. And I already liked it. Oh my goodness. It's going to take me a bit to get the power shots every time. Oh, I also... Sometimes you had to shoot from the hip. I missed I one of the explosives this time. Oh. The aim speed is so... I mean, I'm sure you can hear the difference in, in how fast their fire is. Oh! 27 seconds! Wow, wow, wow! The skill is called Trigger Blitz. I'm excited to read up about it. 
I'm so sorry, Snare. We literally upgraded the arsenal to get the Snare. <laughs> and then are not you. Ceylonian army would have recruited him in a flash. Oh, it's raining. He arrives just in time to sample Zia's famous cooking. Oh, Zia set up that pot. Okay, we're gonna as soon as soon as I read the ability. I'm so sorry, Zia. We'll be right back. We'll 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 be right back. Trigger Blitz, Army Carbine skill. A fast, decisive shot aimed at the target's vitals. The army triggers use this skill in desperate times to decide battles in their favor. So, it sounds kind of like the dueling pistol one, but like, I don't know. So, I'm gonna try it. Alright, now the stockpot. Zia's stockpot is huge. Oh! The wolf's down too much too fast, and it all goes to his head. I fell down again. Next stop, who knows where. I think this is similar to the pipe before. I've said a lot about the kid. But he ain't the only one wrapped <gasps> up in all this. Yeah, who knows where. Okay, so this is like a dreamscape. We're on these, like, stone paths that have a bunch of just chains to just smaller stones along them. And I see... Oh. There was Zia up ahead, so I tried to walk towards her. But she disappeared. And there's a bunch of multicolored motes floating in the air that... Those strange notes you were hearing were those... Uh, Motes and notes are too close. One, okay, I was saying two different words. I was saying moat and note, but anyhow, all those ones you heard were those disappearing as well, and now it's dark. Oh, and we're hitting, we're hitting a section that looks like the minecarts. Oh, it's gonna be a fight thing, okay. Yeah, this is What's great. he thinking? Well, let me see if I got this straight. I only heard it once. So, that first one we learned about the kid, and it was, you know, 20 fights. So this is going to be 20 fights where we learn about Zia? I, I would love that. These fights start out very simple, but they actually grow to become quite difficult before all is said and done. Once there was a normal Ura girl, but she wasn't born in the Tazzle Terminals like the rest of her people. She was from Ceylonia. 19 reflections remain. Oh, oh, it is 20 about her. I'm so excited. Folks were orphaned in the war, taken in and raised inside the city, on condition they would never return to the terminals. This dreamscape is set up like a mine, which we now know is tied quite a bit to the conflict with the Ura. Ura refugees who came into the city had to stay for life. It was a way to reduce the risk of city secrets leaking out. I don't like any of this. <laughs> away from burthen complications, leaving the girl trapped inside that city with no one but her father. We start to encounter enemies that complement each other in fairly vicious ways. The uh, ones I've been calling pokies, which lock us in place, combined with some plants that spew lingering poison clouds, which is a pretty brutal combo. The father was sharper than a brusher's pike. So he got a job working for the city's mansers. His daughter barely saw him. Okay, so the musket skill, it does actually, so it does, it quickly fires a shot at maximum power, but then it deals like damage over time really rapidly until the target dies. One of those frogs also almost. The father told her nothing of her Ura heritage. He told her nothing of the mansers. 
It's for your own good, he said. Hmm. So we're at 14 reflections remaining. She took to studying the arts, learn more through music than history books, gain a knack for strings and songs. 13 left. Past Ryan Falls fairly quiet for a bit, uh, in part it's to absorb all of this information, but other part to concentrate, this fighting is actually getting quite tough. Oh, the music. At first she tried to be like other girls, but her classmates spread word that her father was an urban traitor, selling out the city. Oh. Oh my goodness, I am taking serious amounts of damage. I gotta learn to use my shield better. I also don't like the music dropped out. One young man stood up for her, or so he led her to believe. He knew much of her heritage, and she grew fond of him. Oh, the ankle gator's back. Taking on the full-sized ankle gator without the decoy technique is quite a bit more difficult. Uh, the musket does help a bit, but still. Oof, I had been dodging it up to now, and I saved a whole bunch of my black tonics. Oh my goodness. Ugh. There's a bunch that just drop onto the map as well. Alright, we defeated it. man convinced her to take him to her family den to meet her father. Spoke of how he wanted to meet a man from the terminals. Oh no. Ten left. Oh no. <laughs> and then he killed her father. When the young man greeted her father in the Ura's native language, oh. her father flew into a fit of rage and threw them out. That's not what I expected. Oh no, there's two frogs active. Please one of you die. I don't wanna... Ah. Oh, one actually killed the other one. Incredible. The young man never told her that the Ura's native language is not to be used by foreigners. To do so is a terrible insult. Zia's story is definitely not heading in the direction we thought it would. However, we're a bit too distracted by the increasing difficulty of this combat to really comment on it. Oh my goodness, this is brutal. I'm... I've used three healing so far and I've picked up like... I... It was then that she decided to escape. The two of them could flee the city together and go to the Tazel terminals. Like, I've been picking up healing items and my currently I'm only at 2 out of 5. Uh, these encounters have been really tough. They would hide inside a garbage bin until it got ingested by a scumbag. Then let him slosh on out of the city for disposal. No! Okay. Two ankle gators, but they're smaller ones. Two ankle gators at once. Even though they're smaller than the normal one. This definitely feels like the moment where the game decides that it just hates us and it 
wants to see us fail before seeing Zia's full story. When I stop to shoot one, the other has a perfect opportunity. Okay, I killed one. Oh my god, even a single one is so rough. I'm down to a single healing tonic and I'm at half HP. We take a bit more damage, but ultimately we come out on top and defeat that second ankle gator. The plan almost succeeded, but the authorities were already there when that scumbag sidled up to the city walls. Okay, five left. Oh, Zia's making me work for this one. sent the authorities a tip. Told him her father was using her to sell secrets to the Tazzle terminals. Oh. <laughs> okay, four left. No! Oh. I ended up in a horrible position. Wow, I almost just went down. Oh my goodness. Okay. They had four of those things that spew spikes all lined up. She and her father were arrested for treason. But her father got a deal. Return to work for the Mansers, and she'd go free. Three left. This is... <laughs> These fights are... <gasps> I was gonna say incredibly sedictive, uh, uh, sadistic design, but... Now I can't talk. Before they parted ways for the last time, her father whispered a desperate plea. Hurry home to the den. And lock yourself in. <gasps> oh. No. That boss showed up. The the plant boss. I also had no HP at one moment, I was terrifying. She did as she was told, and deep down underground inside that den, she found a journal written in her father's hand. Oh! Oh! One reflection remains. I'm being attacked by the shadowy versions of the kid. One left. The next day, the door to the den turned to ash. The girl came up for air, <sighs> and she saw the calamity all around her. I see myself lying up. I see the kid lying on the ground. Oh. When the kid wakes up, his world's still in pieces, just the way he left it. Oh, I. Oh, his manners ain't so bad. I I went to talk to Zia, but I, there's nothing to say. Whew, okay. Okay, onward, onward, onward to the next one.
Colford Cauldron, shard detected. Here it simmers in this unstable area, which once pierced to the heart of the world. Oh, this is... I'm, I'm, I'm getting hit right now. No risk of Colford Cauldron ever erupting again, they used to say. Guess they were wrong. <sighs> this once pierced to the heart of the world, and it sounds like a volcano that went off. It sure sounds like maybe this was the... Not everything blew up in the calamity. Spot the calamity Why happened. Colford Cauldron here blew up way ahead of its time. Hmm. Cauldron boiled over some 300 years ago. This is a bunch of volcanic rock that's actually piecing together. They say it filled the skies with ash and the lakes with rock. If you wanted to survive something like that, you had to learn to adapt. There's sections of like black volcanic stone, but then hotter sections that are still glowing red. Uh, there's a lot of those birds and, and swamp plants here. Uh, there's also these new plants that, when hit, explode. They're not like an enemy, they're just a stage hazard. So, in a way, the beasts of the wilds, they're all survivors, too. Oh, the eyeball enemies will close their eye, and they don't take... They take, like, single-digit damage, where normally they take, you know, upwards of, like, 30 to 50. Uh, that's interesting. I hadn't noticed that till just now. It takes a certain stubborn pride to keep on living in a place like this. As for us, we learned an awful lot from Colford Cauldron. Oh, the item here. Fire bellows. This might be a weapon. Uh, I've hit a section that is full of just these, like, dead bramble-looking bushes and plants that are just this, like, dark gray. That learning led to some... Interesting inventions. Alright, it took the place... Oh! Yeah, it took the place of the musket, and basically it, it looks like an accordion. It, it looks very similar to an accordion, and the kid, like, pumps it. Oh, and it has an energy meter that empties, and I have to let it refill. It's a, a close-quarters weapon, but basically it functions just like a flamethrower, as the kid, like, pumps the accordion body. It, uh... It, it spews fire. I'm just burning through this. Playing with the cauldron's fires became an addiction. Just burning through all of these bramble bushes. There's quite a few items, but also enemies underneath. Uh, I think I'm just taking damage too from falling rocks occasionally. Oh, something heavy is. Here. Enough pretty much on the ground here. I can't fault up people for their natural curiosity now, can Okay, so found something heavy. Uh <laughs> that was me hitting all the wrong pause buttons. Oh, that's a green material for the sail hammer, of course. I forgot because I don't use it. I miss the musket. Every time the game takes a musket sure, from me, I miss it. Sure, we off a good many secrets out here. 
Okay. I'm trying to just stay at full health as well because I've made mistakes in the past. But we discovered other things we're better off not knowing. It seems like the fire bellows does a solid amount of damage, however. The unforgiven scent of sulfur's dirt. It doesn't seem to really stagger enemies, because it deals this damage in a steady chip rather than a single blast. It's I find it personally Taste somewhat lacking. So when I'm blasting enemies, if they don't die, they just continue to walk right towards me. Oh, also this path is just full of poison plants, but even if you burn them, they spew their poison. There's actually a nice effect. When you do burn something, it does get like charred. You can cook those things, but you can't eat them. I can't tell as well, but I think it might still deal damage to plants that close up. Alright, so Oh. Peckerness. Find so much life and all that ash. Um, Peckerness, a memento. A patchwork of sticks with a lone egg nestles inside. Peckers were hunted aggressively before the calamity, but their numbers never seemed to dwindle. Even now they appear to be thriving. I also unlocked a couple of those like little challenge things. I got the triggers. Show surpassing skill with the army carbine. Defeat a foe with a single power shot from extreme range. I got the culture. Discover the lost mementos. Gain the required number of mementos thrown across the countryside. I'm intrigued. I thought, mm, I thought the mementos was. So I'm assuming this is for getting all the mementos. I thought that would line up with getting all the shards, which I thought would line up with upgrading all of my spots. Getting this when there's still, I think, two or three shards. Uh, I've lost track a little bit, but makes me very curious. We kept on sifting through the cauldron's secrets anyway. There's a lot of skeletons here, and there's also an oh, there's an arsenal. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna switch back to my oh fire bellows, flame assault weapon. Spews a continuous stream of fire, causing damage over time. A simple miscommunication led to the fiery destruction of Salandia's oldest forge. But at least it gave birth to this weapon. We're going back to the scrap musket. I'm sorry, Fire Bellows. You were interesting, but you were not for me. The more ash we swept aside, the more life we found. The place is inhospitable as they come. Yeah, make my way through. It's still incredibly just volcanic rock through and through. But occasionally there are these just completely destroyed plants. Almost reminds me a bit actually of like um, some After of. After all, when we look down inside Culver Culture. I was gonna say the things you see in Lost Isolith and Dark Souls, but I really thought he'd continue Look his thoughts. <laughs> yeah, where is this going, Rux? 
saw in there the heart of the world. The heart now laid bare by the calamity. The shard. I've made it to the shard. So this whole time there's been a lot of those green eyeball spike things in the ground. I'm assuming this is a mad dash back to where I started and these things are all going to wake up. Oh, that sound. They talked about the, the forge here. Um, we're going to grab the shard. We had to have it. Yeah, That's they're waking the up. He just has to get that shard out of there. Too bad taking that thing woke up every last stink eye from here to Jawson Bog. Oh, they're called stink eyes. I just avoided probably about 70% sure of them. Most convenient Oh my goodness. I'm just not playing very well tonight. I feel like I've taken a lot of a lot of damage, had a lot of misplays. Poor just inputs and reflexes. Oh, I found the sky bridge. We're out though. Okay. Oh, we are not out. Stink eyes ever seen waiting for him on the other side. It's a stink eye about twice the size. Honestly though, it's still like not actually even bigger than the kid, so it's not the most well, it ain't polite to oh. stare. It's dead now. I shot it a couple times and used my special ability and it just kind of melted. Where there's one stink eye, there's always more. Oh, of course. It wasn't a lone enemy. It was a new, stronger variant. Okay. The cauldron's tenants all gather up to bid the kid a fond farewell. Kid don't shed any tears for him though. Best to keep oh. out of the cauldron. Yeah, I, I fell off the edge. I knew it was gonna happen. And it did. Would it be an episode of Bastion if someone didn't fall off a cliff? No, no it would not. Alright, uh my like black tonic thing with the carbine completely shreds these more powerful stink guys. Like absolutely. I think carbine must get Y'all are gonna spyglass, you can still see the cauldron from the city. Oh. Y'all are gonna be hearing these two guns. <laughs> but all the fires died out. There's nothing left of it. For a while. It comes back looking like the inside of a chimney. Okay. <laughs> First and foremost, we're gonna check out the memorial for passing those vigils. Those are what I keep calling challenges are, are called vigils. So, uh, 1,500 fragments from the Lost Mementos one. The culture. A still life of old unwanted keepsakes. And 500 for the Army Carbine one. The triggers. My brothers. Bravest men I ever knew. Okay. We just got an insane amount of fragments. So... We're gonna buy... Oh, Burning Carousel, Fire Bellows skill. A technique causing the user to spin while spouting flames. Created by an infamous circus performer whose craft concerned him more than the safety of others. Incredible. I respect it. I respect you so much. Uh, no, what I was gonna say is we're going to buy... We're gonna buy Breaching Bullet, which is the other musket skill. It might not be as strong as the one that we had to finish the challenge for, but I'm curious about it. We're also going to buy something fancy, which is to upgrade the musket. And 
It turns out something foul is for the fire bellows. Okay. We're gonna talk to Zia about the pecker nest. Ask Zia about the little nest from Culver Cauldron. Do you know if this egg's supposed to be making a muffled chirping sound? We're all a little short on friends these <gasps> days, so that's a welcome sight. Uh, a little a pecker showed up, a little birdie boy. He's hanging out here now too, right by the memorial. I meant monument, but I said memorial. When I talked to him, he just started flying. Oh, he flew over to Squirt. How excellent. I hope they're friends. I checked the mailbox. There was nothing. I'm going to talk to Squirt. Love you, Squirt. I'm going to talk to Rux about the pecker nest. Ask about the little nest from Culford Cauldron. Those birds can breed just about anywhere, can't they? They said the wild could never be tamed. If only they could see us now. Hmm. Okay. So in my arsenal... Oh, breaching bullet, right. A special bullet that lodges inside the target as well shortly after. Some found on this device, but no one denied its effectiveness. We're gonna equip that. And head to the forge. Actually, wait, no, before we head to the forge, we put the shard in the monument. The shard works like a charm. Near the monument's heartbeat again. Alright, how many are left? Oh, Only three. So this will actually, after I do this, will be two. Forge. The true forge grants access to two additional upgrade tiers. Ain't saying much, but that's the greatest forge in all the city. Alright, we're gonna look at something fancy. So for 800, reinforced chamber, 10% critical hit chance, a state-of-the-art firing chamber capable of launching rounds with tremendous force. Insulated chamber, plus 35% faster reload. An experimental firing chamber designed to disperse excess heat and reduce downtime. We're gonna go for faster reload. It's no longer a weapon. It's a precision instrument. This is all about just spewing, spewing bullets out there. That's the game plan. That's the goal. Alright, to the skyway. We spotted a pecker carrying a shard to Mount Zan. Ugh, okay. There's Grady Incinerator Proving Ground. It's for the fire bellows. Things too cumbersome to smash at the scrappier coat. Grady incinerators where we sent off all our trash to be burned or be eaten by the wild. My own just like, ugh, about this. I clicked the button before I finished reading the text. Things too cumbersome to smash at the scrappier could always be burned here. Oh. Oh, it's happening. I think we're crashing. Oh, Bastion crashed again. Okay, well, I was going to call it quits after that one, I think, because if we only have two, if we only have two upgrade spots left, I have to assume, and also I think we're actually only down two weapons. I have to, and I've always heard, okay, I, I know I'm compounding on myself, but I have always heard that the game is quite short as well. So I have to assume that the next episode of Bastion, not even going to assume, you know what? I'm going to just tell you, the next episode of Bastion will be the last episode. The next episode will be, assuming the game doesn't crash, I'm going to put that caveat in there. If the game crashes, I don't know, maybe I'll call it quits. Presuming the game does not crash, the next episode of Bastion, win or lose, will be the last one. It will be the end.
this is... I didn't expect this to be the penultimate episode, but it's kind of fun to declare it as such. I never really did find a solid way to close off on... I don't know, just, you know, me rambling about my transition stuff either. Um, maybe we'll find that in the finale. Maybe we won't. Um, I, I don't know at this point. Um, but thank you for coming along on this journey with me. Uh, I suppose that's, in a sense, Bastion, but now in the other sense, you know, my, my own little journey I've been on. It's been a really good one. Um, and I've been really happy. Uh, and you know what? That's a good note to end on. I've been really happy. This has been somehow, um, despite, you know, being like <laughs> second year in a uh, pandemic, this has somehow been probably the best year of my life or at the very, well, I was going to say at the very least the year I've been just the most consistently happy like for months and months which is new and novel and weird to me uh but I it's it would be strange to say that and then not say it's the best one so yeah I mean I guess that's that's the note I'm ending on uh, thank you very much be safe be happy, and I guess most importantly, maybe not most importantly, it's very important to be safe, be happy, but definitely do make sure that you find a way to be yourself. All right, this is my cheesy after-school special ending. Until next time, goodbye. <laughs>